Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're going to talk Midway, plus all the latest movie and trailer news, which we actually have. Midway, the Roland Emmerich war drama. So top line, Midway is the story of the Battle of Midway in the Pacific, and it's told by the leaders and sailors who fought it. So the Battle of Midway, from a timeline perspective, was when America was brought into the war after the attack on Pearl Harbor. About six months after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this is a two and a half hour war epic which explains the political Mm. climate of war and the lead up to how they managed and pulled off the surprise attack on Midway to defeat the Japanese, where the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, surprising the US naval uh, base, which was, uh, everyone knows that story. Do they? Well, Pearl Harbor they know, but I don't think anyone knows the story of Midway. And do you think they explained it very well? Look, I think top line, I feel like this film had a lot of exposition because the audience aren't particularly privy to the story of Midway, like you've said. Absolutely. Too much exposition. Yeah, it was just full. It was overly stuffed, if you Mm. will. Like it was a two and a half hour long film, but there's so many layers and complexities to take in and absorb that I think that this story would have been much better served as a mini series or a television 
you know, limited series or something like that. Do you agree? Yeah, I think there wasn't enough room with all this exposition going on. And having said that, I still don't think they explained it very well, even with all this exposition. Um, Because there was a lot of things going on where I was like, what? Who's that guy? Huh? And there was no exactly. there was no character development. I didn't care about any of these characters, which is a real shame because they're all real people who mm. really died in this battle. Well, some died in the battle and some lived on and, you know, fought very bravely in this real battle. But I just didn't care about any of them. Yeah, ex- I completely agree with you. I think, yeah, the, ex- the overstuffed use of exposition, they struggled to communicate all of that. And that left me personally really confused. Mm-hmm many, many points in the film didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I don't know whether my attention was affected in some way, but I guess that is a casualty of a film that doesn't grab you. And like you mentioned before, when you don't resonate mm. with characters and there's no character development to make you feel something for them mm. and want to cheer them on and understand who they were and what's at stake, then you're never going to experience a film that will make you feel something as a result events just didn't hit as hard either all these really pivotal moments in the film all these big battles and it felt almost like they brushed over them really quickly like they had to Mm, explain mm. so much from pearl harbor the movie opens with pearl harbor basically to explain why this battle was so important but then they had to rush through all these events afterwards and fit all these explanations in and it just really was too quick it kept cutting months and months later and and dates and all these things that you think that are significant in this timeline. But like you said, yeah, they brush over it and they're like, hold on. Okay. So it's now all of a sudden Mm. two months later, what did we miss? What's going on here? There was was even a death, quite a shocking death in there that was just so quick. And I expected him, I'm not going to give it away, but I expected him Mm. to sort of come back or maybe not be dead. And you're like, oh no, no, that's it. He's gone. But it just didn't hit hard enough. I mean, I think that it suffered from an overstuffed plot and trying to weave in subplots of of well-known, you know, uh, army veterans or Navy veterans. Aaron Eckhart's character was one of those subplots that was completely Mm. just dumped. He he kind of came in quite a way into the film, then disappeared. And he was quite pivotal. Uh, They were captured by the Japanese soldiers, weren't they? Mm. And I think that if if this film wanted to offer a bit of gravitas and drama and character development, not to say that it's enjoyable to watch, but it it makes you realise what's at stake in in war Mm. in general is when you're a prisoner of war, that offers a lot of conflict and turmoil and hardships that I think that we as an audience were really yearning for Mm. to experience that a bit more from these characters and and this story, but we never, it was never delivered. And something about the style of the film doesn't quite gel with the subject matter either. It's really brightly saturated, almost too Mm -hmm. put together. It seems like uh, Roland Emmerich is going for an old Hollywood glam movie, but it became quite jarring and off-putting. Yeah. Like a Howard Hughes take. I did actually enjoy that aspect of it. But again, when you put it together with such a serious subject matter um, based on real events and real people, it was off-putting. It brought you out of it, Mm. I think. Especially when we've seen some incredible war films, World War II films of late. I mean, you can go back 22 years to Saving Private Ryan, but only recently, what was it, 2017's Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Mm. Or even 1917. Exactly. A few months ago, they, they had this grit to it because mm. it is war. This felt too popcorn, CGI, mm. 
you know, poppy. It was a pretty movie rather than a gritty movie. Yeah. And I mean, it was screaming, it was, (laughs) it was screaming American patriotism, which, Mm. you know. Well, yeah. Roland Emmerich has done Independence Day. So you sort of expect that from him. Yeah. I think it had the wrong filmmaker. Roland Emmerich, like you said, Independence Day, you've got 2012, you've got The Day After Tomorrow, you know, all these films that are big, glitzy, glam, overzealous action flicks. And I think that he he needed to have a bit... I, I think his heart was in the right place. Mm. The, the heart... Well, you didn't feel what, you, what you're supposed to feel with war films, I think. And there's a cast of thousands in this. As you mentioned, Aaron Eckhart. You had um, Dennis Quaid, Luke Evans. Jonas Brother was chucked in there somewhere. <laughs> so many characters all beautifully put together. There was no variety in the characters Mm. either. They're all very similar, but not similar. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're all kind of hotheads in a way. Yeah. And there was not much balance there. And all just really beautiful looking people and just, you know, Mm. beautiful costumes and beautiful facial hair. And it was all too pretty and put together for Mm. a gritty Mm. war drama. And in terms of pretty and put together, I was actually quite disappointed by the CGI at times. Mm. I I think it was so heavily leaning on action and those wow moments. And some of them were pretty extraordinary and you could see where the money went into certain shots and Mm. and scenes and and battles. But I felt like even a lot of the shots at the attack on Pearl Harbor were really subpar for a $100 million film. Mm. And I thought that was a bit disappointing because it wasn't hitting the story beats and elements right. And I thought, well, it's going to nail the action and the effects. And it also let you down a little bit there too. Mm. Was there anything you liked about it? All in all, it's a bit, it's a bit of fun, I think. Mm. And, you know, it, it is somewhat insightful into the war and it's a good escapist film. I think you, you are left feeling a bit confused, but I think it might assist you in wanting to read up more about it and maybe catch some other Mm. films and miniseries about that part of the war. Didn't Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg make the the TV miniseries The Pacific? Mm. So I feel like that might be your next step after seeing this film if you're interested. I mean, it's blockbuster action. It takes you on a journey, but it it loses its gravity in the subject matter and its ability Mm. to tell that story, I think. So if we're up to rating... Mm. I'd probably give it a 2.5. See, I'm going to go for two. It was just too much style over substance, and I found that disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good way of of summing it up, I think. But, I mean, look, you know, we're at home. We're chilling out. So if you kind of want two and a half hours of things blowing up, then that's it's the film for you. (laughs) Shall we move on to news? Yes. Now, this is exciting because a lot of the movie news that we have been sharing over the last few episodes has all been... COVID-19 related delays, Mm. you know, new release dates, this film's been pushed back, this is uncertain, yada, yada. But we have the first look images from June, which I think is going to be released at the end of the year. Well, so so we see, but... So we see. You know what I'm a a fan of here about this film? I'm not afraid to, you know, say I haven't seen the 1984 David Lynch film, but it's... Denise Villeneuve as a as a director, and he has tuned, has churned out some incredible films mm. of late. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, The Arrival. Although I didn't particularly like that film, but here I think he's just going to go to town. So this is based on the best selling sci fi book. Who's in the cast? Lee, we've got Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. 
Shamalama. Shamalama ding dong. Uh, oh my god. Uh, did I say Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa? And what do you think about this cast and the images that we've seen so far? I love Rebecca Ferguson in every, everything. I think she's fantastic. So I'm really excited. Josh Brolin, he's epic as well. Jason Momoa, he's pretty cool to watch on screen. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, um, I'm not so sure about. Really? Mm. Talk to me. I mean, he seems like a good fit for this character, but I don't enjoy his performances. Right. Have you seen him in Call Me By Your Name? No, Call actually, Me By I Your have Name? not, but I did see him in Little Oh, Women. Lee, do yourself a favour and watch that film. It is stunning. He is stunning. Okay. Everything about that film is stunning. I think that'll turn you He's around. He's definitely here. the it boy of the moment, or it man of the moment. Oh, yeah. Go on. I was going to say, and the story is going to be released in two parts, which is really exciting. So, Dennis, he was very adamant on telling the story in full that, it, that the story deserves, rather than doing it in... In, you know, one three-hour film, he's, mm. he's spreading it out over two, which is really, really good. This is based on epic sci-fi novels, so there's a lot to pack in. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm loving the what we've been exposed to from a costume design perspective and art direction. So hopefully that all translates into really great storytelling and, and characters. Mm. Now, Mark Ruffalo's been speaking up lately to reveal that he thinks a solo Hulk film should cover what Bruce Banner was up to in between all the Avengers films. There isn't a planned movie as yet, but I'd be really excited to see this. I've always really wanted a Mark Ruffalo Hulk film. And I think that audiences deserve a proper take on Hulk. So you've got a very divided fanboy, fangirl sort of uh, scenario with 2003's Ang Lee, Eric Banner starring Hulk. You've got the Edward Norton, The Incredible Mm -hmm. Hulk from 2008, which was, you know, one of the first films in the newly devised MCU. And then Mark Ruffalo was cast as the Hulk to come in in 2012's The Avengers. So he's never actually got his own standalone. I think the closest to that would have been in Thor Ragnarok, where he was quite a pivotal key character. So I think that audiences want a Mark Ruffalo-led Hulk film and hopefully a film that really works. I don't know about going back to experience what he's what he was doing in between certain films. I mean... We definitely don't want an origin film, that's for sure. We've done that. It's been done. Yeah, I agree. I want to see him in his own world in between what Phase 4 will bring. I think rather than going back, unless Black Widow convinces us that going back in between certain films from Phase 3 is mm. the way to go, I think we need to keep looking forward, personally. Mm. Well, I'd be really excited to see that film but do you think that we'd maybe move past these characters now it's a new generation starting in phase four and i think the avengers characters the original avengers characters are sort of being retired if you will yeah i i think so i'm not adverse to it but i i do agree with you there i think we need to experience new stories and new characters rather than keep rehashing the ones from the last 10 or 12 years sadly brian denner he veteran actor of hollywood passed away this week from natural causes at the age of 81. He's known for his roles in Rocky, Cocoon, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's very sad news. And tell us about this Dan and Sam film in the works at Universal. So Dan and Sam is a supernatural romance based on a graphic novel that was just published in 2015. It's quite a recent story about a young couple whose love transcends worlds when one of them dies. So Sam passes away and she's allowed to visit him visit dan one night a year until he falls in love again it's an interesting story for a comic or a graphic novel now this is something that we've alluded to in the past i'm pretty sure on the podcast Mm -hmm. is 
the release of Artemis Fowl, which is a Disney film about a preteen criminal mastermind. So that's now confirmed to drop on to Disney Plus, their streaming service, in Australia on June 12th. Mm-hmm. Now, this was originally meant to be in cinemas quite a while back. It suffered from delays due to the Fox-Disney merger. And now with cinemas closing across the world, it's a title that I guess Disney feel will be well served on their streaming platform rather Mm -hmm. than pushing it out to find a big cinema release date across the world because I guess cinema release calendars is getting so full and stuffed Mm -hmm. with movies being shifted months and sometimes a year or more that they kind of need to pick the right titles to find an audience somewhere else and and Disney Plus they feel is, is the platform for that. What do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how successful it is going straight to video on demand. It might do really well right now. Um, it might even do better than it would have in the cinema, to be honest. I agree. I think this is going to be an absolute flop dud bomb. So <laughs> I, I think if you've got an engaged family audience at home with not a great deal to do from, from an entertainment point of view, mm. I think this is a film that will really talk to that. We've got a trailer for Capone starring Tom Hardy, which was originally going by the name of Fonzo. And it's getting a limited video on demand release in May. But there are still plans for a future theatrical release. Now, interestingly, this trailer doesn't focus so much on Tom Hardy's Capone. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever, you very rarely see him actually speaking in the trailer. So it's more about his physicality and his look. So it leaves a lot to be desired to Mm -hmm. capture your interest to see how he's actually portraying this character in future trailers, which I think is a quite smart marketing strategy i think and the movie's focusing on the later years so not his prime if you will when Mm. al capone was released from prison and suffered from neurosyphilis could be quite a depressing (laughs) film really can we feel depressed about such a horrible terrible man as al capone i guess we will find out Mm. (laughs) in a couple of months what's really interesting about this film is that josh trank is the director Mm. now he hasn't directed a film since 20th century fox's Fantastic Four. The remake. And he suffered, yeah, the remake of one of, you know, many. He suffered a lot of backlash from his behavior on set. He publicly slammed the film. It wasn't his vision and his cut and all that sort of stuff. And it's resulted in him him not working for half a decade. So this is his, I guess, return to the spotlight with an interesting subject matter. So I'm, I'm interesting to hear not only what he was like on set and how he approached mm. his actors in the story, And then ultimately, how it comes out, is it going to be an interesting film or is it going to be a bit of a dud like his last one? So there's clearly a lot of films to catch at home right now on digital for rent and buying. So Sonic the Hedgehog is one of those that was brought forward. So that's available now to buy digitally and to rent from April 29th. So we're going to be bringing a review of Sonic the Hedgehog in the coming weeks as Mm -hmm. well. And that's about it for this week's episode of Popcorn Podcast. We reviewed Midway, the Roland Emmerich war drama, which I thought was too much style over substance. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of on the same page as you with just a half a popcorn kernel more there just yeah. for the entertainment factor from a blanket statement point of view. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.